Chargies, welcome back to In Charge at Iowa. My name is Britton and I'm one of the event coordinators for Iowa Charge. And hello, it is Bree. I am back again. And as you remember, I am one of the event coordinators along with Britton as well. And today, the topic of today's podcast is body positivity and self-love. We are joined here today by the one and only, our first guest and the best person ever, Kat Cantrell. Um, Kat, will you tell us a little bit about your business? Oh, yes. Hello. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So I will. Yes. So 2020 kind of changed things up for me a little bit. Um, So basically what I do is I teach women how to fall back in love with themselves. So I give women the permission to be their own match. So I started calling myself the self-love matchmaker. So teaching women that the power is within them. And I've had the incredible opportunity of working with thousands of women in the last decade. And 2020 took uh, a hard hit on my studio. So my women's dance studio that's based here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, when COVID hit, I was forced to close doors. But on the positive side, it's um, allowed me an opportunity to really reach more women and to have an opportunity to coach women on a more intimate level. So that's what I'm doing now. That's amazing. Um, So we have worked with you in the past many of times. Um, You are definitely one of the favorites for Iowa Charge. Um, We've done twerk shops, burlesque. We've done many body positivity workshops with you. Um, Would you like to cover any of those or any of your favorites that you've done with us in the past? Oh my gosh, I think they're all my favorites. They all offer something different, right? So we, I think my very first semester of working with University of Iowa was possibly spring of 2016. So it's been, it's been a while. And I started by teaching dance fitness first. So like, it was like a more, it was a, it was an empowered based dance fitness class. And I, so I did that for a couple of semesters. And then after that, then the women would approach me and be like, what else can you do? (laughs) We've had so much fun with that. So what else can you do? And Twerking is always, always a popular workshop and twerking to me, I believe that dance fitness is important when it comes to body positivity, but twerking really allows a woman to embrace her body twerking and burlesque because women are taught everything that's wrong with their bodies, even though you could argue that the culture is getting better, but, uh, women are taught to suck everything in and to have their bodies have to look a certain way, even though society is telling is, is becoming more body positivity based. I still feel that women have so much pressure on themselves. So when it comes to twerking, twerking allows everything to jiggle, right? (laughs) So we have so much fun with that. And there's, it's, it's very freeing to be able to dance in your own body and be able to completely let go. And that's what twerking offers women. And with burlesque, 
it's the same where it teaches you that your body is worth seeing and that you deserve to own the space surrounding you. And burlesque is just an amazing opportunity for women to really get comfortable in their own skin and allowing them to embrace their bodies. And so I love, I love all that I've done with you ladies. It's, it's been an amazing journey. I love it. I got to completely agree with the twerk shop. Last semester was my first semester doing that with you. And oh. I just let loose in my dining room. And I think I, <laughs> I went ahead and I twerked literally all weekend. So I felt very confident and just amazing after that. So yes, I agree that the twerking just lets you let loose. The best part is showing all your roommates what you learned after. <laughs> That's always really fun. And they're like, how do you do that? I love it. So the next part um, of the podcast, we do Bolts and Blues pretty much at all of our events, Kat. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but basically what it is, is a bolt is something good that has happened in your day. It could also be your week. And then a blue is something that's not so great that's happened. So I can go first, kind of give an example. Um, my bolt today is it's my friend's 21st birthday tonight. So it'll be a lot of fun to celebrate with her and to get a break from school because today I had an exam and um, I also have a paper due at midnight that I have to turn in. So not great school-wise, but yeah, Bree, if you want to go next. Um, I would say that my bolt for the week is I am meeting up with my siblings this weekend. We try and have like a siblings day or a weekend together here and there because we don't see each other as much. So we're actually going axe throwing, which I love. It's so much fun. I've only been once, but I would say I'm almost a pro. And then we actually just booked a trip to Nashville for October last night as a family. So that'll be very fun. And my blue is I'm over this cold weather. Sometimes I wonder why I'm still in Iowa, even though I'm only 22. There's not much to do right now. But on the bright side, it's not that big of a blue anymore because we are hitting a heat wave this weekend, um, 30 degree weather. So I'm pumped for that. Kat, would you like to share yours with us? Oh gosh, a bolt in the blue. Well, the bolt being... I would say being here with you ladies, this is definitely a highlight for me. I love having an opportunity to get to know you on a deeper level. And the blue being, gosh, I've actually had a pretty fantastic week. I would say the blue being that it is super cold. And I had to make a dance studio in my basement versus my garage. So that was kind of a a nuisance so but we got through it we got through it made made a dance studio in my garage and we're good to go so we're good or in my basement yeah hopefully we're done with this cold weather I'm I'm ready for the snow to start melting and everything I agree so I know that you talked about um that you started this like just decades ago you've been working well about a decade ago but you've been working with thousands of women but what exactly made you get into this line of work and how did you go about creating your job? That's a really good question. So I was a dancer for as long as I could remember. And 
when I became, I got married very young and became a mother and I gave all of that up. And fast forward, I went through a, I went through a divorce and found myself completely lost, not knowing where to begin because when you get married so young and then you get a divorce, you're finding that you really don't know who you are anymore. And it really caused this surge of rediscovery and trying new things and trying to figure out what I stood for and trying to figure out what my purpose was. Women talk all the time about what their purpose or what their calling is. And I remembered that I loved to dance, loved it. And so I went on this search. I was like, there has to be a dance studio. There has to be a dance studio around here. And there wasn't. There was adult dance classes at kids' dance studios. That's a little bit different. When you're somebody who has danced her whole life, you want to be able to go and feel challenged and feel pushed. And I knew that if I felt this way, there had to be other women in my life who also felt this way. And just because you're an older woman, it doesn't mean that you have to give up the things that bring you so much joy, just because you're a mom or just because you're a caretaker, just because you have certain positions or jobs. It doesn't mean that you have to give up your life. So I've always been coaching women, just never really called it that. (laughs) Even when I was in college, I was in a sorority and I was the new member educator. So even then I was coaching women when I was in college, not really calling it that. So since I couldn't find it, I created it. So I decided I'm going to open up my own dance studio, but it's going to be different. It's going to empower women. It's going to be about being comfortable in your own skin. It's going to be a safe environment because that's one of the things women when they go to gyms and I'm sure the women listening that belong to charge, like that's one of the, like such the important, one of the important things about your organization is that you come together and you give each other a safe place to work out. You give it, you give each other a safe place to express and to be yourself. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to create this lounge almost for women to come and just relax and to be themselves. So I decided I was a single mom. I had, I had two kids at home and I had a full-time corporate job, but the calling was so great to me that I decided to take the huge risk and open up the dance studio. And at first people were like, you're doing what? Cause I was 39. That's not it, normal dance studios. Women are usually that own the dance studios are in their twenties. Right. I was had, I was like on the verge of 40. <laughs> And I knew it was different and I knew it was, it was unique. But when you have that, when you feel that calling, when you feel that, that there, there's something that you should be doing, I much rather take the risk and being like, yep, I tried it versus going to bed at night and, and saying to myself, what if I would have? And opening that studio completely changed my life on so many different levels. And once the studio was opened, Two years later, I launched my first coaching program because women were coming to me more and more. Dance was just a way for women to come into my life. Once they started dancing, they're like, what's next? What can I do next? Like, what are the secrets? How do I 
take my life to the next level. And my original dance studio, didn't, I didn't even have an office because why? So I was having the pull, women would come into me and be like, or come in and be like, Kat, I need to talk to you. And I'd pull them into the women's bathroom because I had nowhere else to, I had nowhere else to bring them. So seeing women on a professional level in 2015, and then it just, I was doing both for, for years. And when the studio shut down in 2020, that to me was just the next step of where do I go now? What are my, what, what are my next steps? And so that's what's pushed me into trying to reach as many women as I possibly can, trying to be able to have an opportunity to spread the message of self-love and body positivity. And that's why I decided to launch the show. So my life has definitely changed uh, considerably within the last 10 years. So, and here I am now with you ladies. It's so inspiring to see like you do and not just settle for like the safe route. Cause I feel like in our society, everybody tells you to play it safe, get the corporate job. And you don't really see many people going out of their um, comfort zone. So it's just great, so great to see and see how successful you've became off of that. The next question we just have um, is how would you define body positivity in your own words? What it is to you, I guess. Body positivity is two parts. It's actually three. It's how we speak to ourselves about our body, how other people speak to us about our body, and how we speak to others about our own body and their body, right? So it's really, it's not just be positive, love your body, because someone will say something to you about your body, or you'll see something about body, or you'll say something like your girlfriend is talking about her body and how she doesn't like her body. So there's so much that's involved, but body positivity truly is loving your body in the current form, talking about your body in a positive way, talking about other women's bodies in a positive way and not tolerating the negative, shutting that down. And that could be from family, friends, coworkers. Our, for some reason, well, we know probably, but our bodies are always subject to conversation. We don't stand around talking about men's bodies. I mean, or sometimes we do, but you know what I'm saying? Like when women come together, that's like, that's always a topic. We talk about bodies. How do we look in this? How do we go, you know, does this fit me and getting the affirmation and love from other people on whether or not you look good in something. It's putting yourself on social media and getting all of those comments. It's, it's so wrapped up into our body positivity and how we feel about, about our bodies is so wrapped up into our identity and how we feel as women. We won't pursue things in life if we don't like our body. We won't, we won't go just like, just like you said, right. You, that's a, that's something it's like an anchor. It's like ankle weights that keep you right where you're at because you don't see yourself walking into that, you know, having that confidence and walking into that job interview or applying for that job or standing up to a toxic relationship or being able to set boundaries with family members. A part of being confident is, is loving your body. And so many women don't. So to me, that's body positivity. I can go on about it for a long time, but yeah. Yes. 
when you said it's always a conversation between girls, I guess I've never really realized that, but it's so true because if I'm out with a group of friends or just hanging out, that is always what comes up is, do I look okay in this sweater? Do these jeans fit me okay? It's, it's interesting, but then the other part that I think of is when we describe in charge accounts for like Instagram, we're always like, you can post absolutely anything on this account, but then you think of your real account, like your real Instagram account and comparing what we put on our real Instagram account compared to in charge, completely different. The real Instagram account is the filters, the, the good pictures that we take of ourselves, whereas our in charge is like our sweaty selfies, just a random picture that we take while eating a cupcake. Like I wish the real charge accounts were just like our in charge because that's, I feel like our in charge accounts are our real selves. And that's where I feel the most confident because I'm posting a picture on social media of my real self. I don't know. It, that really was eye-opening, just that it's always the topic. It's always what us girls worry about ourselves. Um, but going on from body positivity, um, something that I have become very fond of and that I have started myself within the past year is positive affirmations. First off, a positive affirmation is just saying positive words to yourself, for those of you that don't know. Um, but that is just more positive and that you can start to say to yourself and start believing in those as you say them every single day. The ones that I say to myself are, I am worthy, I am strong, I am enough, and I'm doing my absolute best. Britton, would you like to share some that you say to yourself? Yeah, um, for positive affirmations, I like to like list mine out, like whether it's on sticky notes, um, to remind myself kind of to say them or like when I'm feeling like worried or stressed about something I just kind of say them in my head um, but yeah the ones I tell myself usually are you are strong you are capable and you are smart and I feel like positive affirmations are kind of things you don't always feel about yourself and you're reminding yourself that you are those things so that's why I really like them I think they, they make you start to believe those things even though you might start not believing them um, Kat, do you participate in positive affirmations? And if you do, um, which ones do you use? Yes, I do. I actually journal. I actually journal almost daily. And in my journal, I will write down affirmations. And in fact, hold on a second. I have mine. I actually wrote down a really good one this morning. I was thinking about you ladies. Um, let's see. Oh, this is my greatness is in my uniqueness. Women are so afraid to stand out and to shine, just like we were mentioning about being in that comfortable spot and being in the corporate job and not taking those risks and, and willing to really step into your power. Women are so afraid to do that. And sometimes, especially when we're going through changes in life, where we feel not very powerful or we feel not in control, it's, it's a reminder to for me, it was a reminder that I am unique and that I am taking a different path in life. And that's what makes me great. It's one of the reasons why I'm great. Um, other ones that I say, I'm deserving of success. I am deserving of my own love. I am worthy of my own time and investment. 
I also, the you are beautiful, I love that. Whether you say that to your sister or you say that to yourself, I think we don't hear it enough. And affirmations are actually really important to repeat to yourself over and over again because you actually, the more you say it, the, you will believe it. It's really important to do, this is why they, they call them daily affirmations. It's really important to practice them on a day. If you can pick a few, that's what I do with all my clients. If my clients are struggling, we'll find an affirmation for her and we'll be like, okay, this is your affirmation that you just need to repeat yourself when you have those feelings of sadness or doubt, or you're not feeling confident, you're not feeling yourself, <laughs> you're not having a good day. You can just whip out one of those affirmations and remind yourself what an incredible human being you are. Yeah, I completely agree. I know the one that has like stuck with me is I'm doing my absolute best because I started saying that to myself so much. And the more I've been saying it, I have started to believe that like, not every day is going to be like the absolute best. I'm not going to get everything on my list done, but I'm still doing my best to like get through the day. Okay, so the next question has to do with um, self-care that you participate in. So self-care basically, for those of you listening, if you don't quite know um, what it is, it's anything you do for your mind, body, and soul that um, basically helps you care for yourself. Um, I would say self-care that I participate in is planning out my weeks, like on Sunday nights, because having everything laid out in front of me, just, and it fulfills my love for organization because I do it down to the hour. It's really great. Um, and then the other thing I like to do is give myself the weekends off to like socialize with my friends. Cause like, that's a big form of self-care for me because I'm a very social person. Um, Brie, do you want to say yours? Yes. Um, I would say I've never been like a big planner girl, like using a planner. I used to be. And then I just realized that I never actually would open it up to check like what I have. I like to have the big calendar. So I usually use like either a big calendar to write stuff down or what I've been big into is Google Calendar. Um, I went through all of my syllabi for the semester and I color coded every single class. I have everything typed out of like what's due. So when I see it, it like, I just, I love seeing the colors because I know like what is what. So I do that with school. I do that with charge. And then I also um, do it with work. So it helps me um, just see like week to week, what weeks I'm going to be the busiest. But also what I've started this semester is I like to be in bed by like 10, 1030. Um, just so I know that I'm up by 730. I can enjoy a cup of coffee while I watch like the Today Show or read a book. It's typically um, the time that my roommates aren't up either. So I can just like enjoy a peaceful, quiet morning. Um, Kat, do you participate in any kind of self-care? And what is that? I do. It's, it, depend, it depends on the day. So I am... Since the majority of my work is done in the evening, I try to not put in 12-hour workdays. So if I know that I'm going to have calls late into the evening, I won't purposely start my, and it's hard, and I'm sure that for you it's hard too when you're doing, when you're working from home or you're doing school from home, it's really hard to not 
be doing that all the time. So I have a morning ritual. Every morning I get up and I meditate and I journal every morning. I also find it really important to shower every day. I know a lot of women struggle with that, but to me, like when I shower every day, it helps me. It like tells myself that I'm getting ready for the day. I'm not going to lounge all day in, in my pajamas, even though there's nothing wrong with that. If you need, if you need those days, those days are good too. But for me, I know it's important for me to get up and shower and to get dressed. Also, I find that moving my body, I try to move my body at least five times a week. So, and it could be anything. It's harder when it's colder outside, but I do find that when I move my body, that my mood increases, it gets better. I find that, you know, the endorphins are going, it's a good way to relieve stress. It's a great way to spend time on yourself. I think that that's one of the, one of the, the reasons I love charge so much is that it's teaching you just to move your body, just to feel good, right? Just to move your body and feel good about it, that there's no agenda that comes with it. So I, I find that daily self-care is important. And then I also find that tuning things off, to, you know, putting your phone down at a certain time every night, limiting your time on social media. Under, I, I did a huge social media uh, scrape. I like got rid of a bunch of it that I didn't need anymore. You have a way of shutting down apps at certain times at night. Really moving through my daily life, saying to myself all the time, is this a love letter? Am I giving myself a love letter today? And giving myself that patience and that grace. And if I have harder days where I don't get to those things, then that's okay too. I think that sometimes women are all in or all out. And it's okay to not get to everything that you wanted to get to for the day. As long as you can do one thing for yourself during the day, then that's a huge win. And that could be sometimes just getting out of bed, right? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I think self-care is really important. And the next question is kind of similar to self-care, but it's more on how you try to increase your self-love and self-esteem. So I would say like the difference with this is self-care is more little mindful things you do for yourself and like self-esteem is like trying to make yourself love yourself more. Um, so like my example of this is I try to work out or like you said, move time five times a week because it makes me feel better. I have more energy, I'm happier, the endorphins are going. Um, and I just feel stronger and better about myself. And the other thing I do is with being on Zoom for classes all the time, I always am wearing like sweats and not dressed how I would in public. And a thing I've been doing lately is dressing nice for myself because I feel a lot better and more confident going up throughout my day and not so sluggish. So I think these things have increased my own self-esteem for sure made me a more confident person. Um, Bree, do you want to talk about yours? Yeah, I completely agree with Britain. There is just something about putting on a nice outfit, even though like with COVID, there's not much to do, but I will just put on like a nice outfit and make myself like a nice dinner. Just being able to like, just get myself moving. Uh, I definitely love to work out as well. When it's nice out, my, fav my absolute favorite thing to do 
is to walk down by the river or take a nice run down by the river. Um, for those of you who do go to the University of Iowa, it's just like down in front of the IMU and everything. It's, or I even just sit down on a bench and I just watch the river flow. That sounds like so like old of me to do, but there's nothing better than like the water is so smooth and like when the birds are out and chirping, that just really boosts my mood and everything. Um, so Kat, what do you do to increase your self-love or self-esteem? I think that when it comes to your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself, part of that is understanding that what you are deserving of. And that could be relationships, that could be your lifestyle, that could be really what you decide to do with your life. And for me, and I think it's important to pay attention in order to keep pushing myself and building my self-esteem is to keep doing things that make me uncomfortable, is to pay attention to the woman that's inside and to challenge her in a way that, because every time I do something that I've never done before, it increases my confidence. It makes me feel good about myself. And I think too, as women were so afraid of, of doing things outside of the norm, we're so afraid of fear of judgment. And that includes the judgment of ourselves, right? So another way of building your self-esteem is practicing self-compassion, is practicing grace with yourself. And you kind of mentioned it, right? Where in your affirmation, where you're like, I'm doing the best I can. That is building your self-esteem and being like, I love you and I'm treating you with kindness and grace and I'm doing the best I can today. I think that those two things, doing things, keep doing things outside of the box and then also consistently practicing uh, self-compassion is really important, so. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I It's definitely hard to start, but I think once you get started, once you keep going, it can slowly get easier, just depending like what you want to actually exactly do outside of your own box. But mm -hmm. um, I hear that we have great news and I hear that you actually started your own podcast. <laughs> Would you like to tell yes. us more about your own podcast? Yes, I would. I was just thinking this entire interview, I did not have my fancy podcast mic hooked up, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so this podcast has been something that I've been wanting to do for years and did not have the bandwidth to do it. So for, for years, I have done Facebook Live, I've done Instagram Live, I've coached women through video before many times. And when, when my business shut down, when the studio shut down, it gave me this amazing opportunity because I'm a creative. I love to create part of my, part of my thing. I think that for me, it was really important to take that creativity and take this mission and this calling since I'm not teaching dance anymore in a studio, what were my next steps? So 
I decided, I was like, I wonder if this is something I should do. So in December, December of last year, I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And I asked my audience and they said, yes, you absolutely should do that. So yeah, I launched it self-love day, which was September, excuse me, February 13th and launched four episodes. And it's not just a podcast, but it's also a YouTube channel. So it's both. So gives me an amazing opportunity to try to spread the message as much as possible to everybody, to try to reach as many women as I possibly can through those platforms and, and not so much confining myself to other social media platforms, but allowing me to really spread the message of self-love to tell women that it's okay to love themselves and to give them the foundation of understanding the importance of self-love and setting them up for success. So yeah, I'm really excited about the show. It's, it's been awesome. And there'll be weekly episodes uploaded every Tuesday. And yeah, I really, I'm very excited about it. I'm so glad you ladies asked. Thank you. What's the name of it again? It's just the Cat Cancel Show, girl. Oh, I like it. We love that. <laughs> uh, because it's not just me. I'm bringing in guests from all over the country to talk about how do they implement self-love into their lives? How do they help people implement self-love into their lives? Because I don't know everything. And I, so I love learning not only from, because I learn from my clients all the time. I've even learned from charged women. I'm constantly learning. And so allowing other women into the fold so that I can expose them to women, uh, you know, to my listeners of teaching us all new ways of how we can love ourselves. So yeah, I'm, it's, it's, um, it's exciting. It's always, it's always going to be a battle of constantly finding a way to love ourselves. But I think that mm -hmm. the battle, it'll like just slowly keep getting better. Like there's only better ways to keep loving yourself. And I think the best way is knowing that you can learn from other people as well. It's not always your own battle. You don't have to figure out how to love yourself just by yourself. Like there's always people around you that will show you how they love their love themselves. And you can just build off of that. I would agree. And I, uh, I think to opening up that conversation, making it a normal conversation, talking about self-love and the importance of it. And I love that I noticed that Charge is doing a self-love, is it self-love challenge that you ladies are doing or what is it? It's like a course, like a month-long okay. course. So I think it's kind of going to be like modules and stuff like that. Um, and it's like interactive. So I'm guessing like social media posts, things like that. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I believe that it's getting better with every generation. I for my generation, women believe, have been taught that self-love or taking care of yourself is selfish. And it's just trying to strip that away from that mentality that if loving yourself is selfish, then it, selfish is, is, has nothing, it's not even the same as self-love. It's complete, it's absolutely completely different. So trying to teach women the importance of self-love. And one of the things that I've learned is women try to seek love everywhere else. Jobs, relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, material things. 
and they wonder when these, you know, women are always like, I'll be happy when this thing happens. And then that thing happens. And then they go, oh, I'm not really that happy. Well, maybe if this thing happens, then I'll be happy. It's because she originally is not happy with herself. You have to be loving yourself first. Then everything else falls into place. And when we're seeking, especially when we're trying to seek that affirmation and love from partners, that's when things get really complicated because you are depending everything of feeling loved is putting all that pressure on someone else's shoulders when really it should be, you should be loving yourself first and that person should just compliment you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that really, really speaks to me. Like, just because I don't think people really realize that they don't always love themselves. Like you're saying, like they, they seek validation from other people and don't realize that that's wrong. And I think through charge, especially I've learned a lot about self-care, self-love, setting goals for yourself and how important that is. And that you can't always get gratification from other people. You have to develop it for yourself in order to grow as a person and grow in relationships. So yeah, you made a really good point there. I really liked that. But yeah, I just wanted to say before we um, wrap things up, thank you so much for being our first guest. And I really appreciate everything you've had to say. Um, it's been very insightful on body positivity and everything else involved. Um, but speaking of upcoming events, uh, this podcast will come out the Thursday before our weekly workout with you. So that is something for all of our members to look forward to. And they kind of got a little snippet of what um, weekly workout may entail. Um, but other than that, um, other updates for Charges is the election committee to decide on the next exec team will be opening up as well as exec applications. So look out for those if you want to be an exec and get to do fun stuff like podcasts. But until next time, remember you are hashtag in charge of your life. Bye. <laughs>